welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the texts we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. Well, today on the podcast we're uh, kind of finishing up uh, the Unafraid series, looking at um, some words from First Peter today, chapter 5, uh, I believe the first part of that chapter. And, um, Kind of a lot in there. First Peter is a an interesting, interesting book, um, for sure. <laughs> it is. It's it's interesting. A, a good number of folks accredit it literally to Peter. Others have uh, a few more problems with it being him. But we're just going to go with Peter for the sake of uh, mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of conversation this morning. It's interesting that. Uh, uh, several things are interesting. I think that uh, it was upon the rock of Peter that Jesus said he would build his church, uh, and yet the words of Paul fill a good part of the New Testament. Uh, and yet, I think First Peter is important because it it uh, brings us into a more holistic approach to how broad the gospel was spread, and and how many of the other apostles whom we don't always hear a lot about. Um, after the book of Acts, how they were engaged in not only preaching the gospel, but then equipping and training churches as well. And so um, I was just uh, doing a little bit of uh, research and study. This this letter actually could have gone or maybe did go to about five different churches uh, in places that uh, Peter had been or were following up on. Um, and uh, it was probably written around the time of 67 AD, maybe when Nero was persecuting Christians, because as Peter writes in here, there's a lot of words of encouragement about those who are under, it appears to be persecution or suffering of some part. Mm-hmm. Um, so the language is in the sense that he's trying to lift up those who are being persecuted in their, in their faith. And, and we got into that just a little bit Sunday morning, not so much persecuted for faith, but just in the sense of um, those fears that we were talking about, the fear of dying, the fear of illness, is interesting. I was in the hospital right after church Sunday with somebody who was facing some major uh, surgery later this week uh, and was saying, that was an interesting sermon this morning to have heard <laughs> as you talked about illness sure. and uh, praying the name of Jesus over it. Uh, I also thought it was interesting because it was not only a reflection on illness and aging, but also on dying. And I believe it was the second service, the first that I heard that a young girl had died from normal community, and I believe a car accident. I really didn't get a lot of the details. Um, And somehow how how we pray the name of Jesus over those folks as they get through this. I, I like this from First Peter. It's, it's a, a simple time in the church. He talks to uh, the folks who are elders, and people from different denominations have different understandings of elders. Most of the time, though, it's safe to assume that there's some sort of a leader in the church. Uh, later on in other places, we read about uh, deacons, we read about bishops, but uh, at this point in the church's life, early church's life, uh, it was just leaders, probably just of a local congregation, and the connection to all of those would have been maybe Peter or Paul or one of the other apostles. Yeah. Um, 
I was uh, was wanting to and didn't get a chance to. I know that uh, Barnabas wrote a letter to churches, and I was curious just to go back and read his letters. Um, the, the Peter and Paul's letters were included in the scriptures because they were widely accepted by, I think, almost all of the churches, whereas some of the other letters, as um, – who was it? It was Clement of Rome, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Barnabas, Ignatius, um, uh, they weren't as widely accepted, and, and they didn't make it into the scriptures as we know it. Right. Um, I don't know that I discount their value, though. I was just going to say, you know, it's um, we kind of have this, like, it's either in or it's out. Like, it's, it's either if it made the cut <laughs> at the council, then mm-hmm. it's absolutely, you know, that's the stuff and that's the only stuff but we have to i think recognize that these other letters were helpful uh helpful letters to churches they just didn't have the the broad appeal that um the letters that ended up in the new testament did Mm -hmm. and so it's not that they're unhelpful they just don't sit at the broad appeal that um that the others do right um it doesn't mean they're fakes it doesn't mean they're (laughs) no you know i mean you kind of get that uh, you get that vibe sometimes from people like if we we find something we go well that didn't make it in so it must be must be heresy right <laughs> you know yeah no not necessarily um, and James was uh, James was one that just made it in I, oh. by my understanding by the skin of its teeth in out in out uh, yeah. and so uh, and I'm glad it's in there because it does offer us a balance between faith and doing something with that faith. Right, and then yeah, and then you know it gets uh, it, it gets challenged again at the Reformation. It almost mm-hmm. gets tossed out, <laughs> you know, by Luther. So yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a tricky thing. Well, a lot of um, a lot we hear a lot about Peter up through Acts, and then we mm-hmm. don't hear much until uh, First and Second Peter and what he wrote to those uh, that he was trying to teach or train or, or encourage. Right. Um, which is um, it, it? Just it, I just find it interesting. I, I don't have any deep angst one way or the other. I just find it interesting. Sure. Uh, well, you know, and Mark's gospel is most likely heavily influenced by Peter's ministry mm-hmm. uh, anyway. Mark being you know an associate of him in some some form or fashion along mm-hmm. the way. So we do see uh, some of um, you know some of his. Um, witness account uh, in in Mark. We hear some of, not Peter's direct words necessarily, but um, certainly his his influences on mm-hmm. that gospel more than the others probably. Well, yeah. and, um, and then Mark, in my remembrances, we call them the synoptic gospels, mm-hmm. but Mark is the one that was considered to have been read or written first Earliest, yes. and influenced uh-huh. maybe the other the two. Others, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of influence from Peter there in those early right. early uh, books of the Scripture. But anyway, I, um, I was thinking about there's some, uh, there's some themes through the book of First Peter. Uh, and one of the themes through the whole book, and again, it's seen here in this fifth chapter, uh, is the denial of self is the mark of a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not a message that I think is well necessarily received today uh, or embraced today. Uh, and because of that, I think believers and the church are missing out 
on a great blessing when they when we grab a hold of what that means to deny ourselves and follow Christ. There were some uh, five uh, five uh, uh, theological tenets or, or principles or whatever you want to call them during that time. Uh, especially they come through First Peter. So let me just lift up a couple of those this morning, just as a as a side journey here for a moment. Um, after Jesus and Peter is talking about this, that the age of fulfillment has come, the messianic age has begun. God's last word has come, and that was in the form of Jesus. Um, this new order is being formed. Um, and those who have received that word are to join together in a new community and, and do things in a different way. Um, I hate to use the word uh, a new age, but I, th- I forgot now where, where I connected this from. Uh, it was uh, from a study Bible I have. Um, but it said that the new age has come through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus – uh, which is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. And so Peter was likely talking in, at times and places uh, to Jews and, and those who were, you know, after a while, after you've been around something for a while, you begin to waffle just a bit, or you want to go back and include some of the things that you've had in the past. And uh, he was just reminding folks that all of those prophecies that you thought you were looking for, they have been fulfilled, and it's, uh, uh, it's uh, found in Jesus. And that um, there was an anticipation and it's seen after the Gospels in anticipation that Jesus' return was going to happen rather quickly. Uh, after he ascended into heaven, there was, there was a pretty strong belief it could happen at any moment in time. Um, some 2,000 years later, uh, it hasn't happened, and, but we still anticipate it happening. Um, so, uh, but uh, Peter was just uh, trying to make sure that they knew that God had them covered. He talked about that a couple of times here in this fifth chapter. Um, clearly, was talking about repentance and the forgiveness of sins and the work of the Holy Spirit and the promise of eternal life. So, um, as we use uh, this, uh, these 11 verses here, um, I just think it's even healthy for us to go back and read those more frequently than we do, uh, just to receive that. I I like this idea, <clears throat> and of course I've been of my sixty three years I've been in the United Methodist Church or the Methodist Church fifty three of those. Um, so when he talks about elders, he's talking about leaders of the church. Um, doesn't doesn't speak necessarily of being ordained in some manner or form, just leaders of the church. And so this fifth chapter, when he's speaking of elders here, I want to say to you and remind you once again that my belief is that everybody who's a part of the body of Christ is a minister in the church of Jesus Christ. And so these words that he offers to elders here, and I'm assuming elders in these four or five churches he uh, seemed to identify at the beginning of this letter, uh, the leaders in these churches, I, I think that applies to every one of us. Uh, the church was so new back then. Generally, they had one leader. When we look at the leadership cycle here at Calvary Church, I mean, there are just, I don't know, 60, 70, 80, maybe 100 people in some form of leadership here. Um, 
and even to the point where those who are telling the story in Kid Venture on Sunday morning are providing leadership. And so some of what he's saying here uh, is that, uh, uh, you know, you need to remember a couple of things, and, and some of those things are that uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you realize that you're caring for God's flock and, and not your own flock. Uh, while I take inter- uh, ownership of and refer to, I have uh, hundreds and thousands of kids across the country as well as in the churches that I've served, uh, that's really not a true statement. I just have had influence in their spiritual lives at some point, but those kids belong to God. And so uh, I think we need to keep that in front of us. I also think that uh, um, it's interesting today in terms of people who volunteer and uh, and when they'll volunteer or when they won't volunteer or even if they'll volunteer. Uh, but it comes with an eagerness to serve. That's where James fits into the picture for me. Um, it's an eagerness to serve and to honor God rather than, uh, well, I got to do this, I guess, because nobody else will. Um, and so I just want to encourage you who've been thinking maybe about, well, should I get involved? Go ahead and get involved, folks. Uh, God's looking for folks who are willing to do that. I heard a, uh, something that has impacted me, and uh, I've certainly been an example of that. God's not interested in our abilities as much as our availability. And I think probably my uh, strongest suit is I'm available. I may not be the sharpest tool on the shed, but I'm I'm available to serve. And so. Um, most of the leadership we need today is just by example. Folks living out their faith. Folks living out that they believe in Jesus. Pride often enters into it, whether that's for older folks or younger folks. Somebody wrote a comment, uh, and again, I think this is from this one Bible commentary. I've lost my Bible that I preach from on Sunday mornings. My big, big print Bible is someplace. <laughs> Uh, so I went digging in the pile, and uh, one of the commentaries I have in the Bible that somebody gave me 20 years ago says that pride often keeps older people from trying to understand younger people and keeps younger people from listening to those who are older. Peter told both young and old to be humble and serve each other for the purpose of serving others. So I think that's just a good uh, um uh, a good remembrance for all of us as we try to sort out how to worship, as we sort out how to pray, as we sort out how to serve, as we sort out how to be the church. Uh, and that is, um, this is really for God's glory. This is really, we're here for God's, at God's disposal to be used in whatever manner or form that we want. And um, I think one of the things that sometimes um, hinders that and uh, Again, Peter speaks to this here. Can't remember whether it's the sixth or seventh verse of this fifth chapter, but speaks about the worries and the fears and how we carry those. And that, um, and this is my comment from that: is that if we're if our lives filled with those worries and fears, uh, where's the place for God's peace and God's strength and God's sense of caring? And oftentimes, those things will choke out the presence of God, which is probably what we need more than anything else. I love uh, the last uh, the last verse that we looked at Sunday when it talked about the power of God. So my encouragement to you today is to let that power, the mighty, awesome power of God, 
speak to you in your life today as you give to him whatever's in front of you and uh, trust him that he will lead you, guide you, and most of all, he will care for you through that time. All right. Well, we do thank you for listening today uh, as well. And if you uh, have any questions or comments, you can uh, find us on email, Facebook, Twitter, all those other places uh, around the internet. And uh, until next time, grace and peace.